Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The wait is finally over. DraftKings has brought legal sports betting right here to Colorado. And just imagine how much more fun watching a game is going to be when you have a little bit of skin in the game. Best way to get in on this action is with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. This isn't some offshore operation like, I don't know, other gambling sites. DraftKings is a legitimate sportsbook based right here in the U.S., so you can be confident that your funds are secure. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even have to leave your house. And luckily for us, we don't even have to wait that long for a major sporting event to bet on with UFC continuing to bring us action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Don't forget, under the code DNVR, get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Football is on my mind, people. I just, it was a good day. We got to talk to Coach Steve Adazio today, had a media availability, lasted about uh, 30 minutes or so. So big thank you to CSU for setting that up. I clipped together a couple of questions, and we're going to get to that later. So I've got about 10 minutes worth of Steve Adazio audio to play for you. I just kind of took some of the stuff that I thought uh, you guys would find most relevant or was related to some of the stuff we've been talking about lately Uh, recruiting the pipeline stuff, recruiting in the state of Colorado, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I'll get to that first or in a second. Uh, But first, I did want to talk briefly just a little bit of hoops because Ali Farouk Minash, uh, the assistant coach for CSU men's basketball, was recently named one of ESPN's top 40 coaches under 40. Uh, Pretty big honor. I mean, to get recognized by this, this is recognizing it's not just assistant coaches, it's head coaches, so just the best coaches in basketball that are under the age of 40, period. And Ali made the cut. If you're a frequent listener of the podcast, uh, you'll know that I'm a big Ali Frokmanash supporter. Uh, Really, really just a good guy, great recruiter, does great work with the guards. I mean, when when you talk to the players about the impact that you know, Ali and JR and and all these guys have on everybody. They just rave. And part of it is because there's a sense of of genuinity there. They're just they're good dudes, as I said. Like I I feel like they genuinely care about the players and the players, you know, you can tell. You can tell when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, but they're just 
They love basketball. They're just basketball guys. They love being in the gym. They're young. They're active. They love playing. They love working with these guys. And that was not always the case in Fort Collins. I mean, there there were some good assistants over the years, and, and they had some success under the previous head coach as well. But obviously, it's just a a much different situation. So big, big ups to Ali. Congratulations. I'm really, really looking forward to this fall and and the college basketball season, just getting back in the gym. I miss it, man. I I really do. I'm a I'm a huge college basketball guy. I mean, you you know that I love college football. It'll always be near and dear to my heart. I was a, a college football, you know, fan supporter actually before college basketball. But there's just a rawness of covering college basketball because you get to be a little bit more up close and personal. The rosters are smaller, so you get to know the players a little bit better. You know, same with the coaching staff. It's just a blast. So really, really looking forward to college basketball. But before that, definitely, definitely excited for a little bit of college football. And like I said, we got to talk to Steve Adazio today. He had a lot of energy, as usual, was really uh, willing to answer people's questions, give really in-depth answers, really thoughtful answers. I don't know. I remember like a couple months back, he took some heat for, you know, supposedly not being like super into a radio interview or something. I don't really remember what exactly the criticism was. I don't even think I listened to the entire interview, uh, but it, it was a great media availability today. And I was really appreciative of Steve for doing it and thankful to CSU for setting it up. Before I play that audio, which I said I will, I got about uh, 10 minutes worth of audio and I'll outline what it's going to go over before we get into it. I did just kind of want to go over the highlights, uh, the takeaways, I guess, what stood out to me in this in this session. The big thing, and I will play this quote, it actually came from a question from Rod Mackey of, of Nine News. And it was basically on whether, you know, Adazio still feels positive or is, is, you know, staying positive about the potential of a, of a college football season happening. And Adazio was pretty honest. He's like, you know, I think he thinks college football is going to happen. Uh, he's still very much preparing as if it is understands that in the grand scheme of things, you know, football isn't the most important thing in the world, but also, you know, brought up that we do at some point have to figure out how to live with the coronavirus and, and figure out how to adjust. You know, he said, whatever curveball gets thrown at them, they're going to adjust. And what I really liked about what he had to say was he kind of called out some of the other coaches for, you, you know, being like, oh, we need eight weeks, we need 12 weeks, 10 weeks, whatever. It's like, no, we don't, guys. And, and this, is a, this, is, this has been a common theme with Adazio throughout. And it's just, you know, football's a little bit simpler, I think, then we make it out to be. He's like, we'll get to work and we'll figure it out however long it is. You know, he pointed out that the small schools, basically they're off all summer, they show up in August and they're ready to roll. He pointed out that at the beginning of his coaching career, that's how it was even at the Division I level. So, you know, obviously it's great to have all the bells and whistles, all these weeks of practice, all that fun stuff. But like at the end of the day, if they have, you know, like a month or whatever, they have some practices, they'll be able to make it work. And I just like that. I thought I thought it was a realistic answer. I like that he was genuine. You know, he talked about how it's important to get back to college football. But, you know, he also admitted, I'm not an expert. I'm not the I'm not the guy that's going to be making this decision. 
So I just I thought it was a a well put together answer by him. I liked what he had to say. I like, you know, from a as a guy that makes college football content, I like that he still feels like college football is going to happen. Now, obviously, even if he didn't think it was, I'm not sure he would come out and say that. Uh, but just based on on how he talked, and, and I'm going to play this quote so you'll hear it, it seemed pretty genuine to me. The other thing that kind of stood out to me uh, from this press conference session today was just the fact that Adazio was really, really complimentary of of the coaching of high school football in the state of Colorado. Talked about how there's some diamonds here. You know, talked about how coming into this, he didn't really have a ton of experience recruiting in Colorado. But, you know, he made that promise, you know, back in December that he was going to build this thing inside out, wanted Colorado to be the foundation. And as we've seen throughout this 2021 process, and really even with that 2020 class with some of the kids they were able to pull late, they really, really are making Colorado one of their biggest priorities. And they and they talked about, he talked about California and Texas and how those are, you know, kind of the other two staple states that they're going to focus on from a recruiting standpoint. Obviously, you know, they're going to use some of those connections in the Northeast, some of the connects he has in Florida, but Colorado, Texas, and California, that's going to be CSU's bread and butter. And I like that. I like that they're establishing roots. You know, it's like Tim Jenkins said on the pod the other day, there's a lot of talent that comes out of the state. But you have to you have to show that early love. If if these guys are good enough to go off and play elsewhere, CSU needs to be the first school that's offering them pretty consistently. You know, it, it goes back to like that Ty Evans conversation. How in the world was Arkansas the first school to offer him? That just that should never happen. And with Steve Adazio as head coach, it doesn't really seem like it's going to happen very frequently, at least. They're really really just doing a great job of, of establishing those local roots. And as we see, it's it's paying off. The Rams are racking up the, the early commits. A lot of them are local. A lot of them from Fort Collins, even. It's it's good to see. And I'm excited about the future of the program. I know, you know, like many of you, I was fairly skeptical of the hire at first. It just, it wasn't, a, it wasn't you know, like the young up-and-coming guy. It wasn't Alfred. He, you know, he wasn't the, he wasn't the sexy hire. But he was the experience hire, and based on everything that we've seen so far, I just think he was the right hire. I just think he's the guy that's going to help bring the right type of identity for CSU to succeed. You know, CSU can be a successful program, but they have to do it right. There has to be a toughness. There has to be an identity. It was always there under Sonny, and it was lacking under Bobo. It just was. There was a lot of talent. And there were moments, but from a development standpoint, from a from a locker room standpoint, from a continuity standpoint, culture, all that stuff, it just wasn't right. And I'm hoping that Adazio is the guy to, to turn it around on the field from a wins-losses perspective. But I really, really like what I'm seeing just from a culture standpoint and from a recruiting standpoint. So... Let's get into that audio. That's, you know, enough of me rambling on about what he talked about. Let's let him, let's let him talk to you. So part one is just going to be, you know, on what it's like recruiting right now, this digital recruiting process, uh, what they're missing because of it. After that, he kind of jumps into building pipelines. Uh, that was a question from Eddie Hers. First question from Kevin Lytle. 
And then we jump into that question on, you know, the season happening from Rod Mackey and, and the questions in there so you'll be able to keep up. And then the last thing is just talking about building the program inside out and appreciating the state of Colorado. So I think you guys are going to like what he had to say. Here's Steve Adazio. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is, of course, the official beer of DNVR. Right now, they need our help to keep the farmhouse kicking during this time. If you order a meal or beer from the farmhouse, use the code DNVR. Save $5 off. Nice. Super clutch. All you got to do, call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for your pickup order. They'll even bring it right out to your car for you. If you're like me, you're in Fort Collins, you can't really get down to the metro area right now. We're all in lockdown. That's okay, because I can still order some Breck beers directly to my house through the Drizzly app. Super clutch, beer right to my door. This is the future, people. This is the future. The 15-can sampler is the best bet for variety. Get a little bit of Avalanche Ale, maybe some Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter, whatever your fancy is, you'll have beer for everybody. That's the nice thing about Breck. They have just such a beautiful variety. Finally, if you want to get out of your house, you want to go support a local liquor store, you just want to get in there for a second, you can use the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest liquor store near you. It'll tell you exactly where it is, uh, where you can find all those delicious Breck brews, the nectar of the gods, if you will. Shout out to Breck. We love those guys. Just want to start off. I know you can't talk specifically about the recruits, but what's it take you know, to go through this process virtually and feel comfortable with guys you know, enough to, to take commitments and offer and everything? Well, I still think it's about building relationships and it's been a process for us. Some guys we had a chance to see in the winter, obviously. Some guys we actually had a chance to get on our campus before it shut down. Um, film evaluation, uh, recommendation, and, uh, you know, you're, you, you only, the only thing really that we're missing would be the potential of a camp evaluation, you know, and, and, I, and I like the one day camps where you have guys on your campus and you get to coach them and build a relationship through coaching and you get, you know, you get a chance to evaluate, but a lot of guys we've had our eyes on and, and, uh, you know, have done our homework and we've vetted them as a position coach. We've vetted them as an offense defense. We've vetted them on film as a staff, I've watched every kid. So, you know, that's kind of been our process, you know, and uh, we've attacked it pretty aggressively since the minute we got here. Uh, it's not been just a one week, two week. It's been, you know, at least six month deal, really. Whether you're hiring coaches or no matter what you do, connectivity is important. And, 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 and so I think when you're recruiting, you're utilizing um, all, all your all your connections that you have and, and legally to give credibility to a relationship that you're just formulating, you know, and that's the key is building relationship is finding those common touch points. And, and so they, they exist in a lot of different ways. Hey coach, there's, there's so much unknown, just, I mean, not just in sports, but obviously everywhere. Are you trying to stay positive and thinking, Hey, there's going to be a season. Do you allow yourself to think, what happens if there aren't students on campus? What happens if we can't get a season going? What happens if we just play Mountain West teams? Or are you just trying to not even look at the negative and, and just try to stay positive and help the kids kind of move forward? You know, that's a good question. I mean, in my mind, 
we're playing on September 5th. I mean, every day I get up with my feet running and my motor running. And in my mindset is we, and I, and I, 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 we have a team meeting every day. Today we have a team meeting. And I always open up every meeting with, you know, we're, we're in a race to September 5th to the Ram clash. I mean, so my mind is full throttle. We're playing, playing college football. Now, having said that, um, you know, I'm very mindful that there are far many more important things than football. You know, even though football may be my world, our world, you know, I still understand in the big picture what's important. We want an environment that's healthy and, and, and for everybody. And uh, and I'm no and so I'm no expert, right, at, at at anything to do with pandemics and viruses. So I say that up front because I don't try to, you know, have big opinions about those things. Here's what I do feel. I feel that we're going to play. Uh, I'm excited to get going. Um, whatever curveball comes, we're going to hit it. Um, I've said this to other coaches and conference. And to me, there was a lot of talk about like, okay, do you need, how many, how many weeks do you need to get prepared for a season? In my opinion, like I'm good. I mean, whatever it is, we're going to make it work. You know, I was coaching division one football when kids would go home for the summer and come back and starting day of training camp in August, and we'd be ready to play in first week of September. Division two and division three do all that all the time. So um, I've seen so many different pieces of this thing. This thing. I listen to some guys talk about, oh, we need eight weeks, we need this week. I'm sitting there saying to myself, what are we talking about right now? I mean, no, no, there's a blueprint for that already in, in, in small college football, and there was a blueprint for that in major division one football. So, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions right now. Uh, here's my opinion. Um, let the expert, experts decide on the safety of, of, of the pandemic. And then when they say it's all clear, we're rolling. Because college football needs to be played. I mean, if it's safe, you know. And, and, um, and so, you know, I don't put a lot of qualifiers on things like that. Um, I want to get around the kids. I want to get around our players. I want to be able to hug them. I want to be able to high five them. Maybe some of that's going to change. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be new protocols and new things when, as we get back. And that's fine. We'll deal with it all. Whatever curveball comes, whatever we have to do, we're going to hit it. Philosophically, big picture, you know, uh, everybody's got opinions. Mine is following the right protocols. We need, we need to get our, our lives back going again. And, you know, that, that much is clear to me. Um, and we, we're going to need to learn how to live with this virus and, and operate. And, you know, it's, it's, it's new and it's not perfect. And, and, but, but we're, I'm very, I'm very, very optimistic, very, very encouraged. You know, I talk to all the players all the time. They're great. I mean, these guys are ready to roll. They miss ball. They want to be out. They want to, be, they want to be around other people in safe ways. They want to work out. They want, they want to get their life back on track. So, um, you know, and in terms of, you know, playing conference games, non-conference, I mean, I want to play them all. And, and if we have to adjust, then we adjust. And is there going to be a new normal? Might, might it look a little different? You know, yeah, I mean. In terms of, I think someone asked me, uh, maybe uh, I'm answering a lot in one shot here, but, you know, 
fans in the stands. We want as many fans as we can have. And, and, and if that's a process and it starts small and grows, that's great too. I mean, but like I sit here as a, like you guys, right? You guys are sports fans, right? You're football fans, you're sports fans. Like I'm sitting there watching TV. I'm dying for something to watch. I want to watch golf. I want to watch baseball, <laughs> you know? So like, I mean, if, if there'll still be a great TV market, no matter what in college football in the fall, we don't need that. I mean, of course we do. So, yeah, do we want the stadiums completely full? Do we want all that? Yeah, sure we do, as long as everybody can be safe. But in the same breath, if it's a process along the way, there's still TV and, you know, and sports are a big part of our culture. And, and, and so I hope and I'm confident um, that things are going to move in the right direction. Uh, they are moving in the right direction. I mean, they absolutely are. And, and even right now. And states like ours are, are opening up and it's and it feels great. And of course, we all realize that there's risk and we all realize that, you know, there's been a lot of suffering and people have gone through a lot of pain with this and not minimizing any of that and keeping everything in perspective. But excited to get going. Can't wait for September 5th. Can't wait for CU to come into our stadium and uh, can't wait. Can't wait for that great rival game. Objectively, we want to get the best players we can get. And yes, we have to follow a footprint where you get out of whack positionally and your numbers get askew. And that's a problem. So you're trying to manage both of those things. And our goal is to have a good pattern that we want to build this thing inside out. And uh, the state of Colorado is extremely important to us. I'm a huge believer in that. And in my short experience, I mean, I've, I've recruited nationally most of my career. Um, but uh, candidly, you know, not really been in Colorado a lot and, and haven't come into Colorado um, and haven't been to a, quite a few schools myself, never mind our staff. Um, I'm really impressed with the high school coaching in the state. And I think there are real diamonds in this state. And I think, you know, I pride myself on, on, on being a guy in a program where, where we're going to bring players in and we're going to develop them. And, and, you know, identifying the right players and, and recruiting them and developing them. And then when you're talking about, the, you know, the kids from Colorado, you're talking about guys that have a built-in pride in their state. And, and, and we're, you know, we're at a state university. And I just think that that's an unbelievably great starting point right there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, we have to then expand our areas. And you know, we've targeted California and, and Texas as two areas that we need to expand to. And then some fine pockets in Arizona and maybe a little Utah and um, and then, of course, you know, just because, you know, I'm from uh, the Northeast, you know, we're not going to go out there and mine, mine the Northeast. But yet there's some real talent out there that, you know, when you have really good connections and, and, and good relationships, you can utilize those. And then a little, little piece, small piece of, of, of Florida, because, you know, I spent um, seven years at the University of Florida and built some really strong relationships in, our, in, a, in a football rich state. But those are very, very small supplementals that you know, will be, our success will be based off of Colorado, uh, Texas, and California, I'm sure, and then the sprinkling of some very targeted other areas. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be. 
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.